The sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Coast to coast in the biggest way possible. Hanging out the bad seat, broken in a bad apple with a bad attitude. Hanging around a bunch of bad diners, bad taste, bad lie, bad dude, bad bread, bad attitude, bad vibes. We are live at the FanDuel Sportsbook at the Meadowlands in East Rutherford, New Jersey. Outside of New York City, people touch the plastic bags, ready to drive out some kind of fashion, shake it up, should do bit on the friend that come around, put the foot to party up, rats on the west side, bed bugs uptown, what a mess, this town's tattered, my brains are splattered all over Manhattan, should do be shake out, Hey, what's gigging? I'm Pharrell with Carver High, Mafia, Tie Stick Jones, running it from Omaha, Beatville via LTN in Kansas City, Mo, the Show Me State Plus, Matt George, busting it with us today as well. It's all happening on a Monday. Let's start with the birthday roll call. Shake, Gilgis, Alexander, 23 today. Kellen Moore, 32. Pat Beverly, 33. Shady, 33. How about Howie Kendrick? Remember him, 38. Tom Gorzolani, 39. Travis Best, 49. Christy Yamaguchi, 50, hitting the back nine. Chad Brown, 51. Julio Cesar Chavez, 59. Rick Hendricks, 72. Paul Silas, 78. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Cousin Sal will join us momentarily. The Bucks win game three. I gave you the Bucks as well and laid the four spot as they took the game in Milwaukee by 20. Suns still lead the series 2-1. Giannis with a 41 spot. We'll hear from Giannis and Budenholzer. Drew Holiday says he's wearing CP3 down. Chris Paul on what went wrong on today's C2C. Chris Paul's team's now 1-12 when Scott Foster refs their games. I mean, I can't get enough of this hack reffing. I got to tell you, he drives me nuts. I'd be thrown out of the league if I played with that guy reffing. I'd be thrown out of the league for assault and battery. They'd take me out in handcuffs. I'd be on the front page of the New York Post. Devin Booker knows that he sucked. Monty Williams crying about the foul calls. Suns and Bucks game. Four odds. We got them for you. The game's Wednesday, which seems like a month from now, doesn't it? Orlando hires Jamal Mosley as their new head coach. Warriors have discussed the idea of trading for game time. Game time. Game time. Team USA loses to Nigeria in Vegas getting ready for the Olympics. How embarrassing. 
USA was a 28 and a hook favorite. Team USA plays again tonight against Australia. We'll talk to Coach Young, James Young on the show today. We always love hanging out with Coach. Plus, Horia beat Connor again after McGregor's leg and ankle snapped in half at the T-Mobile in Vegas on Saturday night. Dana unsure if Poirier and Connor will have a fourth fight. You know they'll have a fourth fight. It's inevitable, isn't it? We'll talk to Mafia about all of the action from Saturday at 264. Astros come back in the ninth. I couldn't believe it. The Yankees led by five runs and blow it. Altuve, the three-run shot for the 8-7 win. And then nudity followed. We've got Altuve's walk-off. Aaron Boone talking about it. Dusty Baker talking about it. How phony is Dusty? Talking about Aaron Judge opening up his shirt on Saturday night, and then Maldonado does it the next day, but he doesn't mention that, did he? I mean, you're just a phony now, bro. Uh, Cole throws the complete game shutout against the Astros Saturday night. What a gem, 129 pitches. He wouldn't leave the mound either. He told Boone to have a sandwich. I love that. Clint Fraser dealing with a vision problem. Then again, who isn't? We welcome in our radio affiliates, Sirius XM Channel 204, Mightier 1090 in San Diego near Tijuana, do Yawona, Sports Map Radio Network, Sports Byline USA, Armed Forces Radio. Good to have you with us on Coast to Coast on a Monday. I'm Pharrell. Ronald Acuna Jr. tears his ACL. That's horrible for the Braves. We'll hear from their manager, Brian Snitker, today. The Marlins beat the Braves 7-4. Marlins starter Pablo Lopez caged the first nine batters of the game for a major league record. It's never been done before in history. Dodgers hit eight home runs on Saturday. How about that? 22-1 over the D-backs. 22-1. And then Max Muncy's walk-off home run for the Dodgers on Sunday. Phillies beat the Red Sox 5-4. Aaron Nola among four Phillies placed on the COVID list. Joe Girardi on the Phillies outbreak. He'll talk about it today on the show. Reds beat the Brewers 3-1. Castellanos with the go-ahead hit in the ninth. We'll hear from Castellanos. He says karma's a B. Pirates score two in the ninth to win 6-5 and split the four games of the Mets. Mafia sent me a picture when they were up 5-0. I sent him a return of serve when the Bucks won the game 6-5. He didn't like it. Pirates take Louisville catcher Henry Davis with the number one overall pick in the MLB draft. Excited to have him. He'll be gone in five years. Uh, the Giants beat the Nats 3-1 and sweep the series. The Rockies beat the Padres 3-1. White Sox beat the Orioles 7-5 and 10. Swept the series for the season against the Orioles. Tony LaRusso on the show today. The Rays snapped uh, their winning streak. They lose 3-1 to the Jays. Twins beat the Tigers 12-9. Walk-off home run from Polanco in the 10th. We got everything. The Angels beat the Mariners 7-1. 24-game hit streak for David Fletcher. Otani hits one in the third deck at Seattle on Friday night. What a bomb he hit. That thing was deep. And they put Kikuchi on the I.L. Carver High's favorite pitcher. Otani will start at pitcher and bat first for the A.L. Scherzer will start for the N.L. in the All-Star game tomorrow. We got it all for you. Home run derby matchup odds. Home run derby outright winner odds for you tonight from FanDuel. And home run derby longest home run prop all on today's show. Italy beats England on penalty kicks. Pharrell hit Argentina and Italy. The double combo meal hit both games. And then how about the racial abuse those kids got from those English fans? Those English fans are the worst fans in the world. What scum. They really are. I mean, they are scum. You lose and then you racially abuse the players that you're allegedly loving and cheering for. You phony-ass fakes. Joker wins at Wimbledon. So did Ashley Barty. It's all happening today on Coast to Coast. Sports.
SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. for all back at the Meadowlands. Uh, always fun to have cousin Sal on from Fox Bat and Extra Points Podcast. We always have him on Mondays on Coast to Coast. All right, Sal, uh, I was just talking about uh, Italy, right? And and that great oh. game. Uh, anyway, you slice it, that was a great game. And then, like, so I was on Argentina and Italy. I bet on both of them. And they were both playing in hostile environments. One was playing in Brazil, and the other was playing at Wembley, where we'd already seen enough corruption in the semifinal with the Sterling flop and the VAR cheat and the ref cheat and UEFA cheat, and they put them in the final. And then to see them lose... Uh, for me, it was better than sex. I want to get your opinion of it. And then and then the post game with all their lovely fans racially abusing all of the players they allegedly love. Oh, well, that's not great on any count. But I'm coming at it from a different point of view because I had Brazil and I had England. So good job by me. Brazil, the greatest unit in the world, can't put together a goal. But I get it. That's soccer. But what I don't get is all the purists and they hate penalty kicks. Like, penalty kicks are not ideal, but... England had one shot on goal in 118 minutes. We have to put an end to this at some point, right? Like, I don't know if you take one player away from each team every 10 minutes, but this can't go on for 17 hours. People have crap to do with their team. So, can all the purists can go to hell and have a perfect I had money on England, and I was delighted when it ended. I had had enough. <laughs> You'd had enough of it. But I think that is the greatest sporting event and the World Cup bar none in sports i don't think you can compare to the pressure or the fans those scenes in those stadiums packed everywhere all over europe and and just the energy and the craziness and the marching fans before games to the stadiums i've never seen anything like that in america at all not even for a super bowl no you're right that part of it is great you'll never get the excitement you'll never get the enthusiasm you can't match that in the states but just by virtue of it being soccer and the, and the teams are so tight and so close, you're going to have one goal games. It's going to be 1-1 one, one or 0-0. Or zero, zero. And it's going to come down to, just by the virtue of it being one goal, it's going to come down to something stupid, whether it's a bad ref call, the VAR, or the wrong kid taking the biggest penalty kick in the nation's 50 years of soccer. It's always going to come down to something stupid. Don't you agree that that, uh, that part of it at least sucks? Well, I mean, it's brutal. I mean, I got to tell you, when it got to that point, I, I'm just going to be honest. All right, first of all, my wife's Italian, so every time the Italians won a game, I got laid. Uh, and then it was just on. It was just on yesterday. But when they got down to the PKs, I was literally, I, I kid you not, I, my hands were soaking wet like I was going to the prom or something. I was scared yeah. to death because I had so much action on Italy and on Argentina that I like, 
just, you know, Sunday watching that PK when they got to it and when they missed, you know, when when England made the first save and I immediately thought it was the end of the world. I thought they'd lose after they, the first one was stopped. But I, you know, before it started, I thought that the the goalie that won the player of the tournament, uh, the, the kid for Italy, I just thought he was so much longer and bigger. I mean, he was almost the size of the goal mouth. And I said to my yeah. son, it's got to be some kind of an advantage having a guy that long in a PK situation. He ends up making the, the winning save. And, and I just thought it was fabulous. Yeah. All right. Well, I had the wrong two teams. So you and you like sex more than I do, I guess. That must be a thing. You know, my father's Italian, so when Italy wins, I didn't get hit with a belt. So that's uh, that's how I liked it. <laughs> so who are you betting on tonight in the home run derby, Sal? I got my guy Pete Alonso. You get him at plus five hundred, plus five fifty in some spots, but I think Vandal has him at five to one odds. Look, he won this thing before. He knows how to pace himself. He's got the Mets bullpen coach thrown to him this time because even though he won two years ago, uh, he had his cousin thrown to him, and uh, the pitches were outside and wild, and he still ended up doing it. I think he had twenty three in that last round to beat Guerrero, but I like his odds at five to one. The polar bear to repeat, but I'm I'm biased. Who are you taking? Well, I, you know, I kind of agree with you that uh, I said to my son, I said, he's dangerous and he knows how to do it and he's already done it. And he, right. my son went to see the doubleheader on Saturday at City with the Pirates and he hit one right. on Saturday as well, a laser. Right. But my son actually is betting on Joey Gallo. And I was like, Joey yeah. Gallo. And then he's like, you haven't seen this guy hit bombs? That's the guy I'm betting on. And I think the fans are rooting for Otani. But I'm with you. I have this sneaking suspicion that uh, Alonzo defends his crown. Yeah, that would be good. I mean, Gallo's not a bad pick either. What does he have, 11 home runs and 12 attempts but I think in 12 games? But I think Otani might be too much pressure. Same with Trevor Story, a hometown kid. You know, I know the, the hometown guys won three of these. This would be fourth if Story did it. But uh, I don't count these guys. Sal Perez, a catcher, has never done it before. So I think it's between those two, really, Gallo and uh, the polar bear. So what do you think of the um... – what do you think of the game tomorrow? Who are you taking, the National League or the American League? Uh, well, you know what I don't like is they changed the uniforms. Now every now they have, like, all-star uniforms. Uh, that, that's the one thing baseball had out of football. Remember, in the 70s, you got Dave Winfield, that Fred Lynn. You'd have Jim Rice. Uh, you'd have, like, Willie Stargell would be the greatest. You'd have to, It was the most beautiful picture you could ever seen. I don't like that they're, the uniforms are there. Uh, the Grom would have been a nice advantage for the National League, but take the plus money with the American League, even though it's short. I would, I would go with them. I hope the audience sees what I see, but there's a, a there's a light uh, coming above your head, Sal. And I think you almost look holy. It's almost like God is shining a light down on you from above. Yeah. And I think the fans the fans are seeing it right now all across uh, the globe. They're seeing Sal with the shining light over his head, as if he's an it's he's an angel God. sent from heaven. What did you Thank think you. of uh, Connor McGregor? Where was this light? Yeah. Where was this light when England was doing the penalty kicks? Where was this god of mine? Um, uh, McGregor, I had money on Poirier. That's the only thing I won. I loved it. I feel like McGregor could lose like four of his next fight, five fights. If you look at that division, I think there's three or four guys who could beat him. And I love that he was talking smack while sitting on his ass 
Um, really, like with a busted up foot, he lost that round 10 to 8. Who does he think he is? He's just a loud mouth at this point. And I love Dustin Poirier. I've had him on my podcast before. But that guy, uh, he really handed it to him. And I think he, he, you know, if there's a fourth, I'll watch it 10 times if they fight uh, more and more and more. But I don't I don't see, um, I think uh, Poirier can take McGregor's best at this point. I'm sick and tired of McGregor's act and, and the way he, he's so vulgar. Go back to Dublin with all your nonsense. He brings the guy's wife into it, and then afterwards he's still talking about his wife after he loses again, and, and then he says it didn't count because he got hurt. Meanwhile, he's the one to check the kick. His leg broke in half. He was getting his ass beat in the fight anyway. I mean, Absolutely. the ground and pound and elbows he was taking. He was going to lose that fight, in my opinion, any way you slice it, but I'm this? sick and tired of him, too. I, I may have saved his life to break his ankle. I mean, these guys who are superior, the Khabibs and the Poyes, they go out to kill him. So it might be a blessing in disguise that he cracked his ankle and that fight was uh, you know, postponed. It was it only got one out of five rounds in there. I think he's the only – I'll give him this. I think he sells a fight as well as Mayweather. Sure. Uh, he talks a fight up and sells a fight better than anybody. But it's now – uh, one win in his last seven fights or something like that, and he just has been losing left and right. He talks awfully big for a guy that doesn't win anymore. I think he had a great career earlier. I think his window is closed of his greatness. When he was the double champ, I thought he was at the peak of his career, and now he's nothing. He's just a talker now. I'm with you, but, you know, he knows how to monetize it. That's the best thing he could do right now, right? So in 25 years, he'll be fighting Logan Paul's son, for uh, $800 million, and we'll be like, I can't believe this guy's still going at it. All right, Sal, I'll talk to you next week. We'll talk bad about the Olympics. Have a good week, brother. I love it. See you, for real. Take care. All right, there he is, uh, Cousin Sal Styling. Check him out on Fox Bets. When we come back with Carver High, I have huge news. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Carver High, how about these apples? Your boy, Ty Stick Jones, carrying the Omaha beef to the championship game on Saturday against Salina. The Liberty, who only have one loss, and the game that they lost was to the beef on the goal line, last second touchdown to Jones. They're playing this Saturday. For the world, unbelievable. Our boys in the title game, they've got to finish the deal, Carver High. Yeah, when you come this far, you have to finish the job. And what a thriller. The beef win, that tight game over the weekend, semifinals, moving on to the ship. But now you got to finish it off, like you said. Ty caught that last second touchdown last time. He needs to get a deuce in this game and finish him off a lot sooner, Scotty. 
Do you think that he'll, uh, when he scores uh, three touchdowns in this game, will he bust off the Billy White Shoes Johnson move again? Oh, that is, that is Ty's signature move now. If we don't see the White Shoes Johnson from Ty, I'll be disappointed in the championship will mean nothing, even if he wins it. He needs to lay it out there with some really nice white shoe stuff. He needs uh, he needs to Saturday. do, uh, and he needs to do the Charlton, and he also needs to bust out some thriller moves. Michael Jackson, a little moonwalking in the end zone. Man, Ty's got a lot of, he's got to get in the end zone a lot on Saturday. He's got a lot of stuff to cash in on here. So good luck to Ty and the beef coming up in that title game on Saturday. Another title going on right now, Sky. The NBA Finals and the Bucks get back into it last night. 120 to 100. Of course, now down 2-1 in the series to the Suns. Giannis with 41 to lead the Bucks, and he got the 41 in style, throwing it down with the alley-oop on ABC. I mean, honestly, he went off, and he's been going off. And you remember uh, the game two that he had, the 42 points. They couldn't stop him. Uh, we were on the air, uh, and I did the shows, both shows. I told you, it was real simple to me that the Suns cannot stop this guy and that he is going to become a massive problem for them in this series that everyone everywhere thought was going to be a sweep or a five-game series. Neither of those are happening, in my opinion, at all. I will say this. Uh, I thought that was the easiest bet of any playoff game was going into Milwaukee down two that they would get back in that and cover the four, and it went to whatever, four and a half. I love that bet last night. I hit it. I think the hardest game to bet, in my opinion, will be game four on Wednesday night, and I know it opened at three and a half. I'm telling you, the Suns never played two uh, bad games in a row. No, they have not. And you said game four coming up on Wednesday. Giannis now with 40-plus points in two straight games in the NBA Finals. Jordan had four straight. He's got the record. So last night, of course, Scotty, they had to bring up Jordan with Giannis. And Giannis said, no, no, no. I don't want to hear anything about Michael Jordan. Here's Giannis. And I know you said before you can't predict the future. Yes. But uh, Michael Jordan had four <laughs> straight 40-point games against the Suns in the NBA Finals. I'm not Michael Jordan. Is that in jeopardy? <laughs> <laughs> I'm, not, I'm, I'm not Michael Jordan. Uh, four, 40 points in a row. No, you're not. <laughs> straight two? Four in a row. <laughs> yeah, I've never. Straight. Uh, no, I'm not Michael Jordan. Uh, but, you know, all I care about right now is getting one more. That's all. You know, just uh, take care of business, <laughs> doing our job. Listen, I got to tell you, I have seen no sign yet of. The Suns being able to stop him. Even in game one, he had 20 and 17, and that was the first game back from the hyperextended left knee. So in a game when he wasn't even supposed to play, he played, and he still went off. Obviously, his knee is fine, and now he has 42, then 41. I see absolutely no reason whatsoever at this point to think he won't do it again on Wednesday. Uh, they cannot stop him. He does whatever he wants. The amount of free throws that teams have been shooting has been a topic of discussion 
in this series. Mike Budenholzer has done a lot of the talking. But last night, Scotty, he didn't mind that one team shot more free throws than yep. the other because it was his team. Here's Budenholzer. Anytime, um, you know, you can get to the bonus and, and you're rewarded for any type of foul, you know, the quicker you can get to the bonus, um, you know, Didn't sometimes, say that last Giannis, week. you know, just creating fouls and attack and, and getting his free throws, um, you know, like you said, being able to, to set your defense and, um, you know, not have to play off a miss or play, you know, when you're when you're not matched up and you're scrambling. Um, I, I think it just gives the, the team a, a great confidence, you know, when he's gone there and we're getting to the free throw line. Um, it's important. Look, I'm five and one so far in my bets in this finals, and here's what I think. Uh, in game two, they, uh, you know, had 15 more free throws, uh, the Bucks, than the Suns. Game three, 10 more free throws than the Suns. I anticipate, I really do, and I, I believe this, I'm, I'm freaking out here. I think the Suns can win game four outright and they're going to get to the line more than the Bucks. Count on that happening because two games in a row they've been really shafted by the refs. Even though game one they were 10 more than the Bucks, then down, then down 15, then down 10. Now they'll get more trips to the line on Wednesday night, and I believe they can win the game, Carver High. Not only that, I think the Bucks will go to Phoenix and beat the Suns in game five oh. and force game six back in Milwaukee and I think I still feel the Suns are going to win this series and I think they'll do it uh, in one capacity or another. I'm not ready to say game six yet or game seven but I am willing to say I like the Suns Wednesday right now and the number and I like the Bucks to not die in the Valley in game five. When everybody, remember when they had the chance to win it before the Suns, they went home and laid a, a, an egg against the Clippers. Then they went to LA and finished them off in game six. I think that could happen here. But at the very least, I think uh, the Suns game four, Bucks game five, this is gonna be a six or seven game series as sure as I'm sitting here. Chris Paul had a very quiet game three. Drew Holiday says that's because I'm wearing him out. Here's Drew Holiday. Really just trying to speed him up, uh, try to get him as tired as possible, which, again, he's professional, and, and he'll be one of the greatest player, point guards in, this, in, in the league uh, ever. So, um, honestly, just trying to make it a game, uh, kind of more like a chess match and, and be able to, um, when, I have, when I have a chance to make it hard on him, uh, and then try to take advantage of that when he's on defense. It's, it's weird for me because I think uh, Holiday's taken his game from 10 to 17 to 21. He's been a difference maker. I believe Portis has been huge for them on both ends of the floor. I actually believe Connaughton has played better in the last couple of games than Middleton has in the entire series. I anticipate Middleton to get back into this series in game four and game five in the Valley. There's no way I believe that Middleton's not going to have at least two big games in his series because he's had no big games in the first three at all yeah i'd like to thank middleton he was one three away from uh hitting me in sgp last night i needed a fourth three from him he only got three cost me a big ticket last night scotty i'm not happy with middleton uh here's chris paul talking about what went wrong for the suns last night i don't know i think we got to go back and look at the film obviously they were home they were very aggressive um got to the line a lot more than we did much like game two you know so we uh 
we got to try to build a wall somehow, some way, and try to limit, you know, the guys from scoring. So let's hear what Booker had to say, Carver High, because I don't want to hear about the refs anymore. I, I guarantee you the Suns get the calls on Wednesday night. Yeah, I think the ref stuff has been way too blown out of proportion. We do have to hear from Booker. He was really bad last night. In fact, he knows that he sucked. I wasn't with him, um, obviously. Um, but, but, you know, there's nights like that. And, you know, the most important part to me is winning the game, and we didn't do that. So, you know, I'm more frustrated about that. Um, but we have a few days off here. We're going to get back right. going to go over film and, and be ready Wednesday. And so, uh, you know, I thought the Bucks did a great job on him last night. Everybody just says he sucked and he didn't do it. He was missing yeah. all the shots. I thought the Bucks forced him into that. I agree with you. The Bucks played really good defense last night, including on Booker, who got to sit around for the whole fourth quarter and rest up for Wednesday. And Wednesday will be game four, Scotty. Right now at FanDuel, it's now gone to Bucks minus four and a half. So minus four and a half right now at FanDuel, total 220. We, of course, still have to wait for Wednesday night for this one. Like I said, uh, right now on Monday, I'm on the Suns on Wednesday night, and they just don't play two bad games in a row. I thought they looked terrible last night. It was inevitable, and I guarantee you they show up on Wednesday night, and the refs are going to give them some love because they screwed them two nights in a row with the free throws. It's their turn to even it up. It'll be two games apiece uh, in terms of, you know, the free throws. Game one, game four, go to the Suns. Two and three went to the Bucks. Orlando Magic are going to hire Jamal Mosley as their new head coach. The Warriors have discussed possibly trading for Dame Time. Dame Time. Now, the Warriors do have some chips. They've got a couple first-round picks, maybe some younger players. I don't know. I can't see Portland and, and Golden State dealing with each other on this one, Scotty. How insane would that be for them to give uh, the Warriors Damian Lillard? If, I were, if you want to get rid of him, send him to the Knicks. It will never affect your business right. model. You give him to the Warriors, you're screwed. And your fans will turn on you. Makes no sense. Why would you give him to a rival in your division? So dumb. It's SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Always fun to have Coach Young on. James Young, our uh, hoops analyst on Sports Grid and longtime coach around the tri-state area. Always a blast to talk lid with him. Coach, good to see you. Let's start by talking about this series, and then I want to talk to you about the loss to Nigeria and then how uh, they turn it around tonight, if they turn it around tonight in their exhibition run. But let's start with Giannis. So in game one, you know, I thought he was coming off the knee, and he still produced. Game two, he goes off. Last night, he went off. I have seen no indication whatsoever uh, from the Suns an ability to stop him. Now, I think Aiton's been unbelievable, 
and he's scoring it well. At one point at the beginning of that game, he was 7 of 8 from the floor. He was knocking down elbow jays, doing whatever he wanted, dunking the ball. And then he got in foul trouble. But I haven't seen anyone be able to stop Antetokounmpo, and I don't see it in the near future either on Wednesday night or uh, game five either. Let, bro, let's keep it real. They can't check him. I mean, if, if Giannis is playing downhill like that, north-south, and he's not, you know, shooting fadeaways or threes or any of that junk, if he's taking it downhill, they can't hold him. And especially the fact that they may have found something, you know, whereas putting Giannis at the five and put Bobby Portis at the four, now you're making Aiton matched up with him. You get Aiton in foul trouble, and I think that's where that game turned. Aiden was abusing them early on, pick and rolls, even had a couple of mid-range jumpers. And then when he got in foul trouble, that game changed dramatically. I mean, uh, I'm not going to sit here. I, I think Aiden's been incredible in the series offensively. And I think he's doing just about everything. Uh, you're right about the foul trouble. We both acknowledge that was an issue, and the Suns have to worry about that. But when he gets the rock, I mean, that kid has turned into an absolute stud at 22. I mean, I always knew when they drafted him, Coach, I loved his game in Zona. I don't think they got any love. They play late-night West Coast games, and people out East don't respect the, the West Coast games. But you and I both know that that kid balled like non-stop out there and I just think he's fantastic and at his age I mean his career is like uh it's like that virgin Atlantic guy going up to the moon the other day I mean uh Branson I mean honestly can you imagine this kid where he's going with his game I mean he he, he does it all I mean he does the three yards he rebounds he runs and he rolls so he does those three things so he puts so much pressure in you Scotty not just in the half court but because he could run the floor so well, he can get you in the full court game. He has a mid-range game. So he really is this new age, modern big, and he's a beast defensively. He's chiseled. And I think Phoenix, if they're playing at their best, they have to get him involved early because he loosens up the defense and he creates opportunities once you run pick and roll game with Booker or with CP3. So if he plays the way he's, he played last night, you get CP3 to play like he's capable of, and Booker bounces back. I just think that Phoenix, even with the injury to Saric, and now you got to play Frank the Tank Kaminsky a little bit, Lord have mercy, I still think that they're a better team if those three guys are playing at their best as compared to Milwaukee. Coach, I think, uh, you know, I have a hard time believing they'll be able to hold Booker down two games in a row. I thought they did a really good job on him, and he obviously was off. It happened. Shoot or shoot, and sometimes they have uh, nights where they don't uh, fall, and they rim. They bounce off the back of the rim. They bounce back at, at you like uh, I'll hit a baseline shot all day, every day, and then some days you throw it up there, and it hits the side of the rim and comes back at you, and you can't get it to fall. You're like, I always knock that shot down. He had one of those games where I think he couldn't believe he wasn't knocking down shots I, I agree listen he's gonna come back and they did something smart the game got out of reach they rested him in the fourth quarter got him some rest two nights off in a row he's gonna bounce back in a big way on, on Wednesday night and that's part of the reason why I believe that it's gonna be 3-1 going back and then it, it becomes a question of I still think it's Phoenix in six so that makes me think that Milwaukee will get game five and then um, you know Phoenix will close it out in, in six games 
So you and I are on the absolute same yacht. I, I said that Suns don't play bad two games in a row ever the entire uh, playoff series run that they've been on of every series. And then last year in the bubble, they won every game they played. This year, they've never had two bad games in a row. They seem to be able to adapt to the film and what they did wrong. And then, you remember, the perfect example was when they could have closed it out in Phoenix and lost to the Clippers. They went to L.A. and kicked their ass. I'm on the Suns Wednesday night like you are, and I'm on Milwaukee back in the Valley to save face and send it back to Brewtown for that game six. So we're like on the same page. I thought Crowder's played better the last couple of games. I really don't have a problem with any of them, their game, you know, Booker didn't shoot well, but I'm just going to say this. It's like, wasn't it inevitable to you that that was an easy bet last night with the Bucks facing near death if they don't win that game, that they were going to win that game? Even when it was 36-32, I was never worried that they weren't going to cover or win. I agree. And looking at it this way, Scotty, two critical points. And usually Phoenix is really good at end of quarters. End of the second End of the third, that 10-minute stretch, I think it was something like a 40 to 15 stretch of where they won that game in a 10-minute uh, segment. But you're right. Phoenix is never bad two games in a row. They're also the best road team in the NBA all season. So I expect them to come out with their effort. Listen, Booker didn't hit shots. Ayton got in foul trouble. Bridges wasn't. A, uh, Bridges only took four shots. He was ineffective. You didn't get much out of campaign. And if you look at it, for 35 minutes of that game, they really outplayed Milwaukee. It was that 10-minute stretch, like I said, end of the second, end of the third. That's not going to happen Wednesday night in Milwaukee. So, uh, you know, I got to say this. Uh, Connaughton, to me, has blown my mind. I, I think he the 14-7 game he had was quality burn for sure. And then last night you could say, uh, what is 8-3-4? and four? But in 30 minutes, his 8-3-4 and four includes massive hustle, massive physicality, massive crashing glass. I mean, that white boy is contributing to this team. As sure as I'm sitting here, everybody talks about everybody else, but there's something about that piece coming off the bench that I like. He's a, he's a nails and glue kind of guy, Scotty. I mean, let's be real. You know, unlike Middleton, who if his shot isn't going, he isn't going to give you the grit. He isn't going to give you the hustle. He's not going to give you the defense. Connington, whether he's hitting shots or not, he's going to get in your face. He's going to D you up. I mean, how many times has he tried to take a charge or get popped in the face every game because he's trying to be really tight on his closeouts on drive? So Connington is one of these guys, it's like you hate him when you have to play against him, but you love him when he's on your team, kind of like Bobby Portis. So those two guys have been really critical because those are like the energizers. When the game starts to get low for Milwaukee, put in Connington, put in Bobby Portis, and let them do what they do, and usually they'll change the flow of the game right away. How about uh, Portis? They love him. Those fans are, are chanting his name. They go crazy for him. He's got to be loving life in that gig. I have to tell you, 
I think I am concerned about Middleton, but I don't believe for one minute that he's not going to have two go-off games, at least in this series. He has gone off in every series they've been in. He has had 35, 38-point games, whatever. Uh, he has lit it up. I cannot believe I've seen him have a triple, in my opinion, of three bad games in a row. Those are bad games for him. Even last night with 18, that's not what we're used to. We're used to him high 20s, low 30s at least. You're right, and he's put a couple of in a row that have been pretty bad, but here's a problem with Milton. He'll give you a 30-point, maybe he'll give you a 30-piece on Wednesday night, and he'll turn around and give you a four for 18 the next game. That, that's where my problem is. The guy that really, really was effective is, is Drew Holiday. This is a guy that can create his own shot. He can create for others. He, when he plays better offensively, he becomes a bigger menace defensively. So I really think as yeah. much as Middleton has got to be better, I think if Holiday could play the way he was last night, looking yeah. for a shot, hitting five threes, I think he becomes almost – that second piece because he can give it to you both sides of the floor where I don't think Chris Middleton can. He actually, you're right, coach. He went from 10 to 17 to 21 and more valuable than that was his physicality against uh, Paul, against their offense, playing backwards defensively. Uh, he's physical. He's low. He's near the ball. He's on the ground. He's not standing up waiting to shift his feet and get, and get smoked. He's down low like a football player waiting for the move and not being suckered by a dribble drag. I think it's pretty obvious that he, he's got better and better as the series has gone on let's talk now about the olympic team what did you think when you saw them lose to nigeria nigeria you know i remember barkley saying when they played angola i don't know about anything about angola but angola's in trouble i mean you lose to nigeria listen i get it darius garland sadiq bay you put kevin love on the team because of loyalty to god i don't know why he quit on the Cavs during the season but you still got Beal. You got you still got Dame time. You still got Durant. Come on, bros. Let's go. Get it done. So it'll be interesting today because Australia's got some NBA guys. They got Patty Mills. You know they got Joe Ingles. They got some guys here that can put a hurt. And so if other USA are playing at at uh, in Vegas at the Thompson Max Center, let's hope they weren't at the win. You know, having a few too many cold ones last night, and they're ready to play tonight. <laughs> hey. Listen, there's nothing wrong with going to the Encore and having a few freshies with some hotties by the pool now, Coach. Come on. I mean, let's let's get real here for a second. I mean, this is crucial to a, the, the vitality of, of a man, to be able to go out to the pool and to enjoy some beverages. Carver High, every time I take him to the pool, it's a buck ten outside in Vegas. He has at least a 12-pack. He's sweating like Fred Flintstone. He's got it all going. Now, let me ask you this. There is no way I believe that this team, with uh, the talent that they have, aren't going to uh, roll it up on people in Tokyo. I mean, were they just, like, not caring, taking the night off? Or is this team legitimately missing LeBron with his movie career and a few other pieces that should be there that aren't like uh, your boy Steph Curry? Are they good enough to roll these teams in Tokyo? They should be. I mean, if Kevin Durant says he's the best player in the world, come on, son, lead him. I mean, let, let, let's see what you got. Dame Lillard, you want to talk about you're the most underrated player in the league. He, here you go, bro. Here's your stage in the Olympics. Let's show you what you got. Bradley Beal, you're a big-time scorer. 
Let's see what you got. Now, listen, there are guys that are in the finals right now that aren't there. I, I get it. But you still got to be better than what you show them. But I doubt, you know, the Sadiq Bays and Darius Garlands are going to be on that team because God help us all if they get 15 to 20 minutes of night. No offense. <laughs> Listen, I got to tell you, though, uh, with Kate Cunningham and Bay in Detroit, I think the future's looking a lot brighter. There's no way Detroit's trading that player. They're not trading that pick. That's a lot of BS. Don't you think Bay and that kid can build a foundation in the Motor City? I do. They actually, listen, I'm not knocking Sneak Bay because he, he, he had a good year this past year. But you put Kate Cunningham with that, that young group and – got the Stewart kid. You got some young guns. Dwayne Casey's a good coach. He can coach those guys up. That team's going to make a move in a couple of years if they're smart with their drafts. And then obviously you'll bring in some free agents, maybe some older guys to be mentors, stuff like that. That's why I think a guy like, interesting enough, that's why a guy like Derrick Rose would have been good that they didn't trade him to the Knicks. That's a guy, they need a veteran presence to make sure that you know they can get uh, them rolling there in Detroit. All right, my man. Coach, I love you. I'll talk to you soon. Enjoy the game Wednesday night, bro. All right, fellas. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Can you imagine betting Carver High 28 and a half on USA against Nigeria? The last time they played him, they beat him by about 100 uh, in, in like going back a few years. And then you bet that 28 and a hook and then you see the game is close the entire game and you know you're going to lose your money. Now what do you do when they play Australia tonight, knowing they have Patty Mills, knowing they have Ingles, and knowing that they're overrated? Because I said on this show last week they're going to steamroll everybody in Tokyo. Uh, it's just going to get ugly with Dame time coming off green uh, screens at the top of the key. Uh, they're just Beal and, and Dame are going to be unstoppable. But now that you've seen them melt away and lose, how do you have any confidence in them? Yeah, I know it's an ugly look to lose an exhibition game to Nigeria, but I think it's better off that they lost the exhibition game because it might focus them a little bit more when they get to Tokyo. And in fact, it could be bad news for Australia tonight. So they were 28 and a half point favorites on Saturday. Tonight, Scotty, they are 15 point favorites. Now that's right. Earlier it was 16 and a half. It has gone down to 15 at FanDuel. So there you go, down a point and a half. USA and Australia tonight in Vegas. I'm laying it. I think they whack them after what happened over the weekend. They're gonna whack them tonight. Yeah, I'm not feeling that after what we saw the other night. I think everybody pounced on Australia, and now it's down to 15. I might uh, put a piece on Australia after what I saw. I think betters are uh, getting sucked into the play because of the loss to Nigeria that they suck. So you may be right, but they did suck, and Durant sucked. Yeah. And you know what? The thing with Durant that I noticed in that game was 
I mean, he only hit, I think, four shots. He didn't care at all that they were losing. He could care less. He's like, this is an exhibition. Go ahead and let him win. I'm not even trying. No, it's true. Uh, right now, by the way, Argentina and Nigeria are playing. Tied at 19 in the first half. Live line of Argentina, minus four and a half at FanDuel. Let's go. Get the live slip over it's there at the Meadowlands. It, it, is Messi the point guard for Argentina? <laughs>